You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Did you guys hear? Did I hear what? Did I hear what? Yeah. Wait, what? The Wii won. As a matter of fact, I have heard that. Oh, good. The Wii did win. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Good job. He, he nailed it. See? I, I didn't, we didn't even have, we don't have it, folks. We, we don't write scripts for these. We, we did absolutely a, do We not. did a podcast episode recently on the generation of systems that the Wii came from and we went on record saying that the Wii won. Yeah. Now we're just gonna explained talk entirely about the Wii. That's how much it won. It gets its own the, podcast. The origin of uh, I just Wii won. I just yes. well we already talked about that in that podcast. I just listened what I was saying. I just listened to that podcast like two days ago and wow. I I yeah, I know. I was driving home. Imagine that avid fan of the uh, Gaming Suges podcast. Gaming it's me Suges member Jack. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to try not to repeat myself when we talk about the things that we're talking about tonight. Bronsteer, uh, Bron, Brontier, jeez, <laughs> Brontier Stooge, Al, says, hire some writers. Hire some writers. We are we, the writers. We the, can't afford ourselves. We already have, listen, we already have Trader and Cheese Whiz. We, They're doing all they can. Like we afford, cannot... we barely afford ourselves. Yeah, we barely afford ourselves on the salaries we give ourselves, <laughs> which is nothing. So Landon actually has the notes this time. I'm in charge tonight. He's in charge. My phone is, has, has the notes. See, has white scribbles on a black background, which means I'm in charge. It's the notes app. He even he's notes. even wearing a professional button-down shirt to let everybody know he's in it's charge. Just a polo. It's not even a button-down. Oh, I th- it I looked. Mean, it looked like it was an actual. It was an actual button down for. Not for all the way. Second. It goes to about there. <laughs> I, can, I can show that much skin. Woo! Uh, <laughs> you should watch the Twitch streams when you get a chance. Watch yeah. his live instead of audio only post. All right, so let's talk about the Wii. The Wii had three iterations. the The original model, the mm-hmm. best known, because it was the one that it's the one know, that matters. GameCube. Yeah. When did that Game one come out? Port. That one originally came out November 19th of 2006, 2006, or 2006 for some people. It's my mom's birthday. That That is in North America. Japan got it December 2nd in Ooh. 06, and then it was like scattered around after that in different regions. I didn't bother. You can I, go for- f- I forgot we got the Wii first. We got the Wii first almost. Yep. It was like half a month ahead of time. Yeah. So it was like yeah. crazy. Um, and then there is the uh, the revision, uh, the uh, quote-unquote RVL 101 revision, which uh, the North Americas, the North Americas, all, all the North Americas, got October 23rd, 2011. Wow. I forgot yeah. just how late that came out. Hey, do you remember when the fucking Wii Mini came out? I do, and it was a piece right? of shit. It was like right before the Wii U, wasn't it? November 17th, 2013. After oh. the Wii U. 
by after the Wii U. By after one the... year. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. And that was not... That was specifically only in the United States. It didn't have, like... Like a an entire North American like release, if I remember right. Like wow, and one... it wasn't even outside of the United States at all. It was just the United States. Um, I don't know about. Th- I just remember the United States like was the primary target focus uh, for it. It's because... just truly yeah. did not help the Wii U's sales that Nintendo put out a Wii revision one year after the release of the Wii U. That's how bad the Wii U was doing. Okay, my notes also say the lifespan for the Mini was 2012 to 2017, so let me go do some fact-checking real quick. I was going to say, I think I remember that coming out before the Wii U, but I could be wrong. It seemed a little... I was going to say, I feel like I remember seeing the Wii Mini in stores before the Wii U had come out, but I might be mistaken. Like, I, I could swear I thought that they Oh. 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 So the Wii, the Wii Mini released in Canada December 7th of 2012. Oh. Uh, in uh, Europe in March 22nd, 2013. And then the U.S. got it super late. Oh, so okay. What the fuck? That's what later. Why did Canada yeah. get it a year before the United States? I don't know. That's BS. fucking bizarre. So that's that. That's, I was only focused on the U.S. because that's where we live. Yeah. But that also makes sense why the the lifespan was 2012. Anyway, I'll keep reading my notes. The introductory price of the original model was $250 uh, United States currency. Um, The lifespan for each model, 2006 to 2013 for the original, 2011 to 2014 for the 101. And then the Mini was from uh, 2012 all the way to 2017. Interesting. It's crazy Um, that they kept that in circulation for as long as they did. Worth noting, that revision um, was... It had the same structure, like the same... like uh, It looked like the original model, but it did not have GameCube backward compatibility. Correct. They removed the GameCube It's just completely flat on top. Yeah, there's no, it's no trade to flip up or anything. And that, as far as I can tell, did not release in Japan. That was only North America, uh, Europe, and Australia. Weird. Um, uh, as of 2022, uh, um, so a year ago, as of the recording of this podcast episode, uh, the sales for the Wii were 101.63 million units, and it's the fifth best-selling home console. The The crazy thing it's worth noting is that, like, 90-plus million of those, like, almost all 100, like, almost, like, all but maybe, like, 5 or 8 million of it was before the Wii U even came out. And, like, a year before the Wii U came out. Like, it was, like, it slowed to a crawl by, like, 2011. I was gonna say, like, it's kind of weird to, like, look back and see that the Wii's, like, overall sales were not as insanely high as they could have been. Like, the sales did definitely slow down uh, at a certain point, but, like, when it came out, it was 
like you couldn't I, find the damn thing. I I really cannot remember a console selling like as fast or like people talking about a system as much as the Wii when it came out because like everybody was talking about the Wii. Everybody was trying to buy a Wii and they were impossible to find. And this was before the days of like online shopping too. So you just kind of had to like get lucky and go to a Toys R Us and like oh, maybe yeah. they got a shipment of like 30 Wii's. Yeah, not just the Wii, honestly probably all three consoles but i mean less so the 360 but like probably less so the ps3 but like that was the generation of like people constantly giving stories of like oh i've been looking everywhere for this system and i just can't find it it's never in stock like those kind of stories were pretty common back then you know i i love it when people still think it's really hard to find uh, PS5s and Xbox Series systems. It's really not. It's me. not. Like, they go, oh my god, you have those in stock? And I'm like... Yeah. It's like they fixed the yeah. stock problems a little while back now, dude! Yeah, like, I mean, should have been here last year. That was that was an issue for what, like, a I year? mean, it was, it was admittedly a big issue for a good solid year, up to two years, but after two, the second year market, there was definitely no issues. Yeah. But yeah, so the the Wii, the Wii also had those issues, but it turned around like I want to say pretty quick. Like you could start finding them again. I I think part of it was Nintendo did not anticipate just literally how much they like hype they were generating with the Wii. Yeah, yeah it's I mean it was similar issue with the Switch. Honestly, they kind of under like they under shipped, they under exported. Because they were like, well, we'll we'll be a little conservative about it. See if you know people want it, and then we'll start getting out as many as we can when we see the demand. And like, there was way more demand than supply for oh, quite a bit. The uh, the other reason for the switch is there was a lot of pork strikes, like uh, strikes happening in like the ports. I don't uh, know about that. We'll yeah, have to talk about that on a podcast one day. Yeah, that was. You learn some stuff when you uh, work in the industry. I say that as as if I work in... I don't make video games. I made a video <laughs> game once, folks. Check you it did. Lexine's Quest, a certain generic RPG. Plug, 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 plug. When's that, anyway. when's that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Sooner uh, than you response. think. And I'm... I mean, once we're so devoid of topics... <laughs> Lexine's Quest, a certain generic podcast. <laughs> Um, speaking of the Switch, I actually wanted to mention that the Wii was Nintendo's best-selling home console up until 2021 when the Switch ended up surpassing it. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, it is it is a system, and I think part of it, hear me out, it sold it sold with the killer app. It did. True. When you like, think about when you think about like games launching with a pack and title that really says get this system now that's the Wii Wii Sports yeah I would say sure. the only other system that comes close to the Wii with a pack-in title that's just the killer app is Tetris for the Game Boy oh yeah no that's that's totally legit I yeah those two are on a completely other level compared to anything yeah. else but the Wii with Wii Sports like that was just that was 
let's 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 uh let's be honest we we sports sold over 80 million copies i don't have the exact data on in front of me i know it's over 80 million copies and almost all of those are 82.9 million yeah and almost all of those were because it was a pack and title with the first model Wii, which sold the most by far yeah so that goes to show and it also had a pack in with Mario Kart Wii uh, at one point as well. I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they but, also did uh, some with uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah, but and like Mario Kart Wii sold almost forty million. It was like right. thirty-seven million. Um, so like it, like the high end, like the the Nintendo games had some pretty strong like buying power on it. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I will go ahead and throw throw the only podcast question I came up with, um, because I I didn't care to think. I guess um, or Fair enough. write anything. Down. I I got questions that I can ask. Yeah. Well, I figured Jack could do something. I'd be, oh, I would. I, I'd I be mediating. Yeah. Uh, when did you first get a Wii, and what games did you have with it? Um, Jack, you're usually first. You want to go first? July 21st 2007 um because and I remember that you know the exact date I first of all you underestimate my power when it comes to remembering extremely pointless dates (laughs) second of all the Wii had on the home menu it had like the um like the mail you know like when you would get like letters from games and it was just like pictures of shit and you could like It'll tell you, like, how much you played this game on this day or whatever. That was, like, the first recorded day on my Wii. And I, if I boot, I still have that Wii, too. So if I booted it up, it would have. Yeah, that was, like, their, like, first version of, like, the activity log. Kind of, yeah. Um, but it was that, um, and me, like a lot of people, uh, when we first got it, the first game outside of Wii Sports that we got was Wii Play, because game it comes with a with controller. It, it's it's no, it's not a game with a controller. It's a it's controller, a controller with a game. that come. It's a controller that comes with a tech demo. Because honestly, peop, the reason that Wii Play is the fifth best-selling Wii game of all time and sold twenty-eight point two point oh two million copies is because that it was fifty dollars for a game that came with a Wii remote. And everyone in the country collectively decided, well, I mean, I guess if I'm going to buy an extra controller, I might as well spend an extra $10 and get a game with it. Yeah. You know? That was literally just everybody's thought process. And it was bad. Wii Play is bad. Hey. <laughs> you can talk except about... For, except for tanks. Thanks, except for thanks. tanks. Tanks is say, good. Listen, Wii Play... Is is the game at least worth ten dollars? Tanks yeah. is worth ten dollars. Tanks is All worth right, ten dollars. So, so it's worth the ten extra dollars to get the game with the Wii remote. It's, I mean, like we yeah. play nowadays is like a dollar. Yeah, but, you can. Uh, it's. I mean, it's Wii remotes themselves are not as expensive as they actually used to be. So no. Yeah, uh, but tanks. I I will stand. I will die on the hill that tanks is a top top 10 Wii games game. Like, period? Yeah. Damn. It's just the rest of the package just, like, kind of holds it back. (laughs) 
They should have just made an entire game about tanks. God. They should, I, I mean, they should have just released that as a its own standalone. I, I remember the selling point for that game, or at least for my dad, was that it had a billiards game. Uh, but it was extremely bare bones, and we realized that very quickly. Um, you know what Jack, game has a way better billiards game? Um, Clubhouse games for, for the, the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Switch yep. Clubhouse games yep. for the Nintendo Switch. That's a good one. I was gonna say, uh, do you have anything else to say about the uh, your launch experience with the Wii? Um, I remember, like this was the tail end of summer, uh, so I remember like playing it a shit ton before the school year started. I remember my parents being more into it than I was when we first got it because they I remember going to bed and they would be up at like two in the morning playing Wii bowling like all fucking night and I'm like damn that's crazy like it, it's truly crazy how like how much of a grasp the Wii had on a casual market and like how much it appealed to people who never touch video games like there are grandmas who don't even know what a video game is that have played Wii Bowling. Like, it's it's nuts. The Wii really did tackle an entirely different market. I mean, it still had, you know, other people pulled in, but it had... It, it was definitely... I don't know. I mean, it and the DS were both kind of in that similar boat. But my oh, first experience... Yep. Oh, go ahead. Uh, additional question to you guys about, like, when you first got your Wii. Where did you get your Wii? Okay, because... that's that's gonna be answered when I answer the first question together, actually. Um, I didn't get my Wii from, like, retail or anything. I got mine secondhand from my, um... My mom had some... Um, had someone who she knew, and they just weren't interested in their Wii anymore. So, uh, my mom ended up buying the Wii off of them. I don't remember it. Oddly enough, I don't know what I. It might have been uh, one of the ones that want that was packed in with a Mario Kart Wii because I never got a copy of Wii Sports with it. So I don't know if they like just didn't have it or they lost a copy. But I had Mario Kart Wii, and then I also had got uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl like just right after that. So those were like my first two games because it was like. I want to say it was maybe May of 2009, but it could have been somewhere around April to June-ish. It was I like think, somewhere in the early parts of 2009. I think I remember your blog post on GameSpot when you announced that you got a Wii. I did make it, a blog post about you, it. I, I fucking remember that, and I want to say that was like June-ish. I was going to say, it was it was the same year that All Out Nintendo started. Yup. That. That that much is that much is for real, and honestly, I think part of the reason I ended up getting that Wii was because, you know, I was you know in charge of all out Nintendo, and like that was a system from Nintendo that I didn't have, and everybody was talking about the games that they were playing on it that they liked, and I was like, and I've I had played Wii before. My friend had a Wii. Uh, he played his PS3 more, but he had a Wii, and we would play games on that, like Smash Brothers Brawl when that came out, and some naruto game for some reason it was okay and dragon ball z budokai tenkaichi 3 that good was, answer was, steve so those were like those are like the four games 
that like really encapsulate my early experiences. But yeah, got mine secondhand. Um, mine was a Christmas gift, um, but they didn't. They weren't able to secure it until like January, February of twenty uh, two thousand seven. Um, that makes sense. So it was yeah, it was like after Christmas of that year. Um, and I believe my game, no, well, I, not, I say believe, but, uh, I know for a fact my, the game that came with it on top of, uh, the, the system was Budokai Tenkaichi 2. Nice. Yeah. That's a better, that's a better first game than mine. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, we, yeah, we both kind of got you beat. I'm over here with. Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. Landon's over there with well, hey, Kaiten Kaichi 2. My third game on the Wii was even better than Wii Play. It was Big Brain Academy. On the Hell Wii? Yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. They had a big brain. I know, that, I know that they have a big brain game on the Wii. It's just, is it any good? I don't remember. It's been a very long time, and I think my mom bought it. Stream coming soon. <laughs> I don't own it anymore. You're talking to me. You, but Cloud, you probably have a copy soon. But Cloud, my fourth game on the oh. Wii, and you'll love this one, Sonic and the Secret Rings. No! <laughs> no! Big, Big oops. I'm not going to lie. So, like, in Christmas 2009 was, like, I was not in, like, a good mental state. Like, I was really, really depressed, and my I only got one major gift that year, and it was Sonic and the Secret Rings, and it might have made me more depressed. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> That's worry, so unfortunate. They made up for it next year with Sonic Colors, and again, it was probably, okay. like my, only, it was probably my only gift that year, but I loved it. So, like, they made up for That's it. That's better. And then, That's so, better. Exactly. It's right. a slightly better game. Jesus. But only slightly better. <laughs> I would argue much more than slightly. I don't know. I haven't seen a, a Let's Play of Sonic and the Secret Rings yet, so the jury's still out on that. Oh, we only true. LP bad games. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. Which that's means true. that we which means that we don't play bad games anymore because we don't LP them. Well, you still let's play, so there's that. True. Um. I don't. Ha- I so uh, our Al's uh, mentions uh, he got a copy of Sonic and the Secret Rings on a field trip in Pennsylvania. I only rented Secret Rings and hated it, um, so I, I never owned it, and I still don't to this day. Uh, but I remember when Sonic and the Black Knight was coming out. I, I, it was like right before my birthday, and I was just like, I just want this, uh, and they bought it for me, and I could have it like a month early. I was like. Hell yeah. And that game, slightly better than Sonic the Secret Rings also. So, there you go. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. We did a Let's Play and a Redux of that Let's Play. And a Let's Play and a Redux of Sonic Colors. Yeah. And there's... true. There's no completed Let's Play of Sonic and the Secret Rings. There's never started a a Let's Play (laughs) of Sonic and the Secret Rings. True. Mainly because you won't do it, Cloud. That can be Justin's game. <laughs> like, do you really think Justin is ever going to record? 
no anything <laughs> anything yeah i mean that was the end that was the end of my sentence yeah, that was. anything i was just adding the uh period yeah so um yeah you go ahead and ask a question i was gonna say i mean we might as well get into uh talking about the games now but uh what are some of your favorite games you got like on a top the, five on the wii on the wii top five wii games uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, two boy, other games. boy, two other Wii games, two, uh, two, of... two other Wii games even exist, Link's Crossbow Jack, Training, Jack you, liter- Jack, you literally defend Smash Brothers Brawl to the death, and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, <laughs> he's not gonna no. put in his top five, yeah, uh, um, yeah, I would say Brawl is top five. And then probably Twilight Princess? I don't know, that's a tough call. I would need to think about that. Okay. Okay, think about it. Okay. I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm kind of a I basic bitch. It. I've got... My, t- my favorite Wii game is still Kirby's Epic Yarn, but I mean, I've also got like... Mario Kart Wii, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and probably Sonic Colors. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it and I changed my answer. It's Resident Evil Four Wii Edition. There you go. Good okay. answer. Good, Good answer, answer Steve. Good answer, Cheese. Good answer, Cheese. Hopefully um, he doesn't come into the in your office now. No, we're good. Cloud, okay. I'm surprised you didn't say Kirby's Epic Yarn. I did. That was, that was my, oh, the first did. one. Was that the first? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I literally it. said that it's my favorite. It's my was, favorite Wii game. Well, okay, I was thinking so hard about other games. No, listen. Kirby's Epic Yarn is number I'm sorry. one, baby. Fucking love Kirby's Epic Yarn. Okay, top top five Wii games from me. Wait. Pokemon Battle Revolution. He's gonna just name five bit trip games, but not Runner. Exactly. Runner's gonna, be the, Runner's gonna be the one he doesn't name. Beat, Core, Flux, Void, and Fate. I are said those out of order, but those are the five. Well, now I don't have to do a bit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're, You're welcome. welcome. Now I can just sit here for the rest of the evening. <laughs> but Landon, don't you have more notes? We s- no, he said no, that was the only question. Oh, that was the end of your notes. That he put in. For for this segment of the podcast, that is all my notes. Damn, um, fair enough. Do you have an actual like top five outside of like the bit trip games? Um, I would. I'd really have to think about that. Um, you you think uh, with the amount of time we've had to think about this since the DS podcast, I would have put three seconds into this. Um, probably completely out of order. I do love Bitrip Void. Um, oh, yeah. I usually just go with Bitrip Complete because there's no reason not to just go with Bitrip Complete. Exactly. Um, true. That's true. Yeah. It's, it, it, it was a retail package for the game. Uh, it had all six Bitrip games. And it had more levels. Um, and it had the additional levels. So it's, that's usually my go-to for that. Um, uh, the last story um good choice probably probably one of the best uh rpgs on the wii i do love xenoblade chronicles but i'm not gonna say that because jack already said it and i want to give some love to some other stuff um Fair. yeah i would probably say 
You know, I, I would probably say the uh, I like the last story a little bit more than the Wii version of Xenoblade Chronicles, only because we have the Switch remaster of Xenoblade, and that is phenomenal, and fixes True. some of the stuff that is wrong with the Wii one. Especially quests. Like, some of the quest shit is just god-awful in the original Wii. Oh, yeah. Fantastic game, I'm, but I'm rambling. Um, I do really love Budokai Tenkaichi 2. That is one of my favorite Dragon Ball games. Um, we did so, talk about that in our Dragon Ball podcast, and you did yeah. say the same thing there. Consistency. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat that drum uh, as long as I can live. Uh, maybe spark oh, sparking zero. Sparking zero. Uh, a little little spoiler for later in this podcast. Maybe that will uh, take the take the reins, but we'll see. Um, that's three. Um, I gotta give a shout out to. Uh, Tatsunoku versus Capcom. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite 2D uh, fighters of all time. Um, Good answer, Steve. And then... Um, a fifth game. I'm going to say The Conduit. The Conduit. I was Yo, I was thinking you would have said uh, Metroid Prime Tril- Trilogy as a cop-out. I mean... That's a good. That's a good cop out. That's yeah. a good answer. I, I went with a completely Steve. different first person shooter, but we, <laughs> yeah. We could oh, um, if I were to pick a sixth game, I probably should have mentioned No More Heroes Two: Desperate Struggle. That, that's a really good one. But I mean, that game is that game's also on the Switch, just like you mentioned with uh, one of the games that you said, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles. So, um, not that was there. I mean, not that all of my games are like exclusive to the system i mean i mentioned um, sonic colors but i mean nobody yeah. wants to talk about sonic colors ultimate you can we, we can do a whole sonic colors episode if you want <laughs> i like sonic colors a lot but i don't think i could talk about it for an hour and a half for a podcast I think, episode i think we can i don't think you have to i think we can as a group maybe yeah. probably Possibly. but anyway if we wanted um, to make an oddly specific podcast yeah, yeah. Maybe, i mean here we are doing a wii one so i mean yeah Listen, but this is for wii a whole system one the wii is so good it gets its own podcast we well, did yeah. one on the ds anyway so we had the wii th- we had the ds america's system and now the wii which, which one one and people have to get over it exactly none of this xbox versus playstation nah the wii get out of here Get out of here. If you're if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, go listen to our 7th uh, Generation of Consoles podcast. Uh, so you know what we're talking about. But the so Wii one. The one, uh, one thing that was really, really uh, popular about the Wii is, I mean, it had the one of the most unique controllers ever on a video game system. Oh, yeah. But on top of the controller being unique... There was a lot of accessories for that shit. There was a lot of peripherals. Oh, yeah. Mario Kart shit. Wii came with a wheel. Shit that was just, like, very unnecessary, but, like, made you really feel like you were playing a sport or driving it, a car. It was just plastic, folks. It was, it just, was really just plastic. Just yes. plastic. But hey, no, actually cool peripherals though. Shit like uh the the Wii Zapper. The Wii Zapper is sick as fuck. Even uh, though it is also came just with, plastic. 
Well, yeah, but like it came with Link's crossbow training, and it True. was like they you held it like a gun, and it was cool. Or like, fuck, God, was it called Nerf and Strike for the Wii? Uh, that came, yeah, it was that came with like its own Nerf gun that you put your fucking Wii remote into, and it was an on rail shooter, and it was pretty bad, but it came with a gun. <laughs> It's nerf or nothing. It's a nerf or nothing. Did oh yeah, the gun also acted as an actual nerf gun. Did we have any? Oh yeah, I did. Definitely. I, I had a... Um... Had a classic controller. <laughs> yeah, I had a classic controller as well. I still have a classic controller. Actually, no, I have I remember. Um, I remember for Christmas that year in 2007, my... Uh, I got a, like, that three-pack of, like, foam uh, sport attachments to the Wii Remote. It was, like, the baseball bat, the tennis racket, and the golf club. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, oh, go ahead. I no, thought you, were, you weren't finished. No, no, I, that was basically it. Okay, I was going to say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the classic controller and basically, like, all the stuff that has that input that goes into the Wii, that's what they used for the... Um, for one of the mini classic consoles, right? The NES classic? I yeah. I believe You so. mean like the controller port? Yeah. 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 Like they they use the same thing as the Wii input, so like you could actually just plug in your classic controller that you have from, you know, ten years ago. And that is Into actually just it. that's just really fucking cool to think about. Not that you have to do it, it's just neat that you, you can. You can also do the opposite, and if you have, like, a Super Nintendo Mini, which I do, uh, you can plug that controller into the Wii Remote, and you can use that to play shit on your Wii. Which, that's a good uh, segue, because I'll answer my own question. I didn't... We... I had the Wii Wheel, but I bought one, like, completely separately. And it was like a... It's not even, like, the regular white plastic one. It's like a... It's like a can't remember what it looks like because i don't think i have it anymore i have one for my switch but i don't have one for the wii um but like my mom got like these like the tennis rackets and like a couple of these other things it was just kind of like a bundle that like she got for cheap and like i never ended up using it because we never ended up having any games that it went with but to segue into the next piece of talk uh uh discussion that we can with the wii before we kind of go through anything else i one thing I found interesting about the Wii that's, like, pretty much synonymous with the Wii's identity is that the Wii, like, it has a controller, the Wii remote, and the UI was in the form of channels. Like, you had this sensor bar that would be, that would read your Wii's inputs, and you could move the cursor across a screen, and all the different apps that you'd just see now as just regular app icons on today's UI, they were all channels. I'm sure that there is quite a few like channels that you might have fond memories of like everybody votes channel the everybody votes channel was actually really fun it was so, i miss it so much i never used any of the other channels <laughs> i used the mario kart channel because they had the mario kart wii channel that like was separate of mario kart wii but i used it like twice and i think you guys you guys never used the nintendo channel um I what was on Vaguely? the Nintendo channel? I mean, 
the, one of the most important channels, obviously, the We Shop channel. A go well, yeah, channel. Yeah, of course. Everybody but he course. never used that. Jack never used that. He just said he never used any other channels. Okay, except for the Wii Shop channel. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you. But yeah, the Wii Shop channel was um basically their online store. And like online stores were like a big thing, but the Wii was definitely one of those uh, systems that a lot of like indie games were really popular thanks to uh, being able to buy stuff off of WiiWare, they called it. And then they had Virtual Console, which people to this day still hope will come back. Unfortunately, All I don't right. think that's ever... I don't think that's ever going to happen. They're just going to do the online me, things now, me, I guess. Me, but that's us. Me we're too. Those yeah. we're, we're, we're those people. I want to own, I want to own them, not rent them, please. They did Virtual Console for, I mean, an entire following generation after the Wii. So, like, it was... They kept that going. So, yeah. I mean, the Wii had a lot of cool stuff. I did it. I really did. I, I used... I used the internet browser unironically so much with that thing. I did too. Yo, shout out to fucking... Who was it on GameSpot that, uh... Was it Munchgun that used his fucking, like, Lightning McQueen TV on the Wii internet channel to browse GameSpot and post on forums? <laughs> shout out to that guy. I hope he's doing okay. Oh, God. Yeah, no. We had a lot of really cool people on All Out Nintendo and... The Wii's, like, entire lifespan, like, of relevancy was basically, like, well, the second half of it was, like, all out Nintendo's entire, like, lifespan. So we have a lot of fond Wii memories. I mean, we were there during Operation Rainfall, which was probably, like, the big last moment for the Wii. We're, like, because, I mean... I'm I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you probably heard of it, but if not, Operation Rainfall was a very late Wii era uh, initiative because Nintendo had three games that they weren't going to release outside of Japan and then eventually released to Europe, but then still didn't release over to the US. And like they were like, hey, we got to get these out to the other regions. And they consisted of Xenoblade Chronicles. That was the big one. Uh, the last story, and then there was a third one that we're just not going to talk about because I'm sure Landon We'd, would be better off with us not talking about it. We don't have. I don't to even talk. remember the game. We don't even remember tower. the game. What? I've never played that game, and I've definitely never owned it. Definitely never played it through <laughs> the first dungeon and realized that it was dog shit. <laughs> Why did white noise come out of Cloud's mouth? It's a good question. I don't huh. know why. How did Jack understand the white noise that came out of my mouth? What did Al just type in the in the Twitch chat? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's just blocks. Yeah. Sensors. Weird. Oh well. Huh. But anyways, Xenoblade and the last story were great. Those were fantastic video games. Yeah. Oh my god. And as oh. to to quote the late great Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. But yeah, did you guys have any like interesting stories involving any of like the Wii channels, the Wii shop that you'd like to share? I'm sure I know Landon, you have a lot of experience with it. I have a lot of experience with buying just buying. I have a I have a lot of experience <laughs> with uh update day and finding new Wii titles. 
Oh wow, yeah. you'd actually every just, Wednesday like, refresh and go on every week. No, he's no. fucking he's <laughs> fucking with you. God damn he's it. quoting a fucking skit of a song <laughs> about the Wii Shop channel by Nirvana oh. the band. Because everybody loves the Wii Shop channel and everybody I mean, loves true. to shop on it every Wednesday. I mean, oh. that, that is true. That's beside the point. It though. is it guys, it's Wii Shop Wednesday right now. We're recording this on Wii Shop Wednesday. Hell yeah. It's happening. Uh, but for real, um, I had been thinking about this um, in preparation for this, and I think the Wii Shop channel and an extension WiiWare is the reason I like independent games as much as I do. I don't think without that I would be into like the amount of indie games I have gotten into. Honestly, yeah, there was some fucking classics on the WiiWare. Yeah, there was some there were some good ones, there was some not so great ones, but uh just having demo access to some of those games like got True. me like into like more video games than I think I would have gotten into. And that extended out like, you know, further on, but like that was my gateway drug. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely didn't play like indie games like that quite that early but i mean i used to hear a lot about you know games like you know obviously the bit trip games but also stuff like cave story that was like a huge breakout success um i know that there's other games but i i'm trying to think what on the wii specifically because i mean there's stuff that came out on like xbox live arcade as well our xbox live arcade was like the other big thing that like helped push some indies but you know there's both of those but i did follow quite a few um like retro revivals like Mega Man 9 and 10 are two games that came out on uh, online storefronts including the Wii Shop channel and it was or WiiWare and it was just it was just fun having games that were like like old games but new and that was kind of like a thing that that generation was starting to push I mean I would say some other like notable uh, WiiWare titles um, Sonic 4 Episode 1 was another big one. Would, yeah. Regardless of quality, it yeah. was... Yeah, like, like sales-wise and like hype-wise, like people were... Yeah. And it is... A, yeah. It is... It's so weird. It sucks. They never got to release the second one on Wii. We only have... But I mean, at some, that point, like, the Wii was, like... Dead. Pretty out. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Yo. out of it. Um, there was a couple Final Fantasies. I think the biggest one was Final Fantasy IV, The After Years. Yeah. But there was the Crystal Chronicles games. It's weird. So, like, they eventually did release The After Years packaged with Final Fantasy IV on, like, PSP later. But it wasn't, like, a big hyped release that they had for it. So, like, a lot of people didn't even know that this happened. So, like, the a lot of people probably know that Final Fantasy IV, The After Years, had come out originally on WiiWare. That was that definitely was a big game. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played it, uh, but one I really liked was Fluidity. Um, there was Jelly Cars. There was um, gosh, there there was a Harvest Moon uh, that came out through WiiWare. There was a Telltale series on WiiWare. Um, Fucking. Wasn't- Strong uh, Bad's cool yeah, game for attractive people. Strong Bad. 
Wasn't uh, Ace Attorney also a WiiWare? Uh, it was, yeah. The original yeah. trilogy was on the WiiWare. Yeah, so that was that was some people's first entry into to that. You would like raise your Wii remote really sharply to objection. We had there a, was Lost Winds and Lost Winds Two. There was uh, Pokemon Rumble, right? Pokemon Rumble was one. Locked to uh, Japan was the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, Adventure Squad series. There was like I think a set of three games for that. Yeah, it was three games. Um, one I remember playing uh, the demo for was called Nick's Quest. It was like kind of like a Kid Icarus type. Interesting. Um, I don't remember it being that great though. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that was super huge that was like at least decent. Um, oh yeah, Retro City Rampage. That one was a big one. It's like an old school uh, Grand Theft Auto. Like uh, Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, where it's a top-down. Um, that one was really good. And then um, God's favorite um, video game. Real off with Ultra Ham. Hell yeah! Lost Media... I mean, all most of this is lost media at this point. True. I mean, true. Yeah. Not there's very few WiiWare titles have been re-released. Um. Oh. Duh. World of Goo, Jack. Oh, I can't. Oh my god. World I can't believe I, I can't believe I forgot about World of Goo. Probably one of the like. Actually, one of the best WiiWare games. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there for best WiiWare game, and then just best Wii game. Like it is, it is a fantastic Re- little package, really fucking good game uh, for uh, for a Wii game. Um, Jack, why haven't you streamed that yet for the channel? One day. Yeah. One Tomorrow's day. Tomorrow is a day. Tomorrow is a day. God, I forgot how early that got ported to the Switch. That was like March of seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they they did that, and um, I think did they do Little Inferno as well for the Switch? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think they did all like that, and uh, Human Resource uh, Company or whatever was like their other one from Two D Boy. Um, so yeah. Would, uh, Go ahead. You, I was gonna say, did you have any other uh, things to add about like WeWare? I mean, like, those were, like, like I said, WiiWare was, like, sort of, like, it was my, my real That's your push bread and butter. Into, yeah, that was, like, I loved, like, downloading the demos for games, trying them out, um, and it, like I said, really got me into some, some stuff that I probably would have never been able to play otherwise, and, like, just helped shape my, my whole, like, gaming worldview i feel like yeah and it helped like a lot of like basically all the games on WiiWare and virtual console by extension were much cheaper so like uh for anybody that's listening who didn't really get to experience it like nowadays you buy like cards that give you like game funds and it's literally just a one-to-one you get you know a wallet like let's say you buy a ten dollar card you get ten dollars on your online thing the we have like a points thing and they roughly translated to like a hundred points is a dollar USD. So yeah, 
if you got like a $20, you know, Wii Shop Channel card, it would be 2,000 Wii points, rough, basically. And then the games could be anywhere from like 500 to like 1,000. Maybe you'd get one here or there that's like 1,500, but like they were never more than $15 usually. Yeah, 15 was like the like super high point for right. some of the... And that was like some of the top billing, like like Final Fantasy for after, after years, years yeah i think might have been 15 but like there was and I, there was some like vc that got up to like 12 like i think the yeah it was games like we're all 12 and then the the ones that were uh japan exclusive originally were like 13 th- to 15 so i know that so the the uh like the nes era games were 500 snes mm-hmm. was 800 mm-hmm. i think think maybe there was like one or two that were a thousand but they were all 800 um and then n64 was mostly a thousand with some 1200s as well yeah i remember seeing some of both depending on the game because i know i remember buying a smash 64 that's still on my wii today i think that was a thousand i'm pulling it up right now Oh, I'm sure that they probably have that like information like bat t- catalog somewhere. Like people th- on the people if, who are that passionate about the Wii Shop channel were. I'm pretty sure it was 500 for NES games, 800 for Super Nintendo, and a thousand for 64. If I remember correctly. Yeah, okay. but the point uh, we're trying to get across is like the you could get. Like if like let's say you got like five thousand Wii points, which would be like a fifty dollar game, because that's about you know that's the price that Wii Wii games would go for mostly. Then you could get like, God, anywhere from you know four or five, like five to like ten games off WiiWare Wii Shop Channel com- combination of those. Like, you could get a lot of games and a lot of good Ooh. ones. There was also a lot of, like, classic games that I really got into because of Virtual Console. And maybe that's why I like Virtual Console so much, is because I got to try out some games. Like, I had my dip into, you know, your Marios and your Sonics. You know, your Mario Sonics, if you will, for your 2D platformers. Call out to our 2D platformer episode, go check that out. But, like, there was there was some stuff that I hadn't really tried. Um... Probably the biggest standout that um, I, I remember is uh, Dungeon Explorer for the Turbo Graphic. Oh wow, that's like a game you probably never would have even heard of or touched beforehand, or been able to play, um, and still have not able to play outside of that. And actually, I can't play it now because I don't have access to any of those virtual console uh, purchases. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story? No, it's fine. We're not. We're talking about the Wii, not the Wii yeah. U. True. We'll talk um, about that one day. Maybe one day. Um, but, yeah, they released a pretty solid catalog of, like, of old school stuff from these legacy companies. Like, they had Neo Geo games available through Virtual Console. Yep. Um, which you'll never see today. Um, you might find and, them buried deep within the uh, the Nintendo eShop, but it's like they're not like under their own category. You just have to kind of find them, and it has I to mean, be like up to the developer to report it over. That's this is also how like I originally experienced the the Sonic eight bit games for the Sega Master System. I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, yeah that's that's how I played Sonic one and two and Chaos 
uh, was through through that was through the master suit. I mean, that's what the let's plays were just camera in front of that, and we uh, like do that. So back in yeah. the day, back in the day. Uh, Jack, did you have anything to add about the online storefronts? Not really. Not really. I didn't have a whole lot of experience. That's why I wanted Landon to talk about all that stuff. But I do have one last uh, thing to talk about with the Wii because it is of an integral part of the Wii. And then we'll probably move on to the other topic because we have a second topic. Surprise. Um, but my question is, so the Wii was known for having motion control. It was a major gimmick. It was a major selling mm-hmm. point of the system is that you could use this Wii remote to do you know, motion-based inputs to do stuff that's why we sports was so popular because anybody could just be like oh if i if i swing my 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 remote i i i, I swing the bat in we baseball like that's that's easy to grasp but what would you say would be like a game or two that really made like the motion control an experience that you really enjoyed outside of we sports because like we sports is you know and Wii Sports Resort probably is probably going to be a, a game that you might talk about. But we haven't talked about Wii Sports Resort yet. So, I mean, if you want to talk about that, you can. Honestly, Mario Kart Wii had, like, one of my favorite uses of motion controls on the Wii. Like, playing with the Wii wheel was fun. And I, I use bikes it. a lot. So, like, the Wii, uh, the Wii Remote, if you use Wii Remote Nunchuck, the comedy, uh, you could do wheelies with the bikes if you just moved the the remote up and then if you put it down it would stop doing the wheelie and it was actually pretty responsive like it knew when to do the wheelie when to not do the wheelie kind of a missed opportunity for nintendo to not like give you the option to hold the wii remote and nunchuck like like this like Like sideways sideways, like a bike like yeah yeah that's kind of weird they could have had like a bike handle peripheral Um. um the Wii's tracking would not have handled but, but anyway, I think the single best, like, I thought that was fun, but I think, like, the single best use of the motion control in any Wii game, by far, is Wii Sports Resort. Like, great game, by the way. Direct upgrade from Wii, regular Wii Sports. Comes with the Wii Motion Plus. Has the super precise, like... Motion. Oh yeah. With, when like, did they come out with Wii Motion Plus? That was kind of a big thing. That two thousand nine. Uh, and it was it was like super precise, and it was like one to one accurate, and it was really cool. And the games that it came with were really cool, actually. So, shout out to Wii Sports Resort. I think my favorite use of the Wii uh, is motion controls. This, and I know this is tacky, but probably the No More Heroes games, especially No More Heroes 2 because it was just better about it. But you you literally shake the Wii remote and look, and you look like you're jerking yourself off, and that's how you recharge the battery on your laser sword. And then also you do a lot of like these um, wrestling moves by moving the Wii remote and nunchuck if you're using the Wii remote and nunchuck, which this is what I did. Um into a certain direction so like sometimes you'd have to do it down sometimes you'd have to do it up sometimes you'd have to do it outward to the side and it was something simple but i thought it was a nice way to like add an extra little bit of pizzazz to the fights because like it's a beat-em-up so like having stuff like that just you know makes it a little bit more fun um 
Yeah, that's probably like my favorite usage of the motion controls. Nothing too crazy. I would say the new play control games, a lot of those did really well, especially mm. Pikmin. Pikmin for sure. Pikmin and Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime uh, trilogy did a pretty solid job bringing the GameCube games to uh, to the Wii and giving them like really playable controls. And Jack mentioned the game before, Resident Evil 4 has really good use of uh, Wii controls. It does. It had better controls than like other versions of the game that came before it. And it was it's, more precise with the aiming. Yeah, it's it's surprising how well uh, what like rail shooters and first person shooters were with with it. Because I mean that's you're basically using a light gun um, with the Wii. When you're doing those like sin and punishment, uh, there is the dead space extraction uh, that were both uh, railgun shooters. House of the Dead was yep. on there, and uh, all of those were all pretty solid with that. I think I remember. I didn't use it the whole time. I was more of like a. Um, I was more of like a like a class control user, but I think I remember. And this isn't rail shooter, but. Didn't um, Goldeneye for the uh, oh yeah have, have yeah. like pointer controls that Only... had that was a game that I remember having a lot of hype going into it yeah, before it, it came out. It it didn't it quite was... reach it, but it was it was fun. I thought it was pretty good. Like it wasn't like it was all right. It it wasn't Halo Three, that's for sure. <laughs> but well, I mean, no. it was it was it was good. It also came it out three years after Halo Three. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if the Nintendo Wii was looking for, like, a first-person shooter alternative, like, that's the best it had, to be honest. And it was... It, it well, had it was the an... Conduit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Conduit, too. What are you talking about? It had two beyond-subpar first-person shooters <laughs> that I spent... Well, I didn't play Conduit 2. But I played the Conduit 1, and I played the online multiplayer for the Conduit. I think did I remember you, you telling me about this actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, you told I spent me. I spent hours playing the fucking online multiplayer. That that was my shoot 'em bro game. Okay. That, oh my god. La- okay. The conduit. La- last question for real, because it was like the first major generation where this was a thing, but online gaming, what's like one of the big like a couple of the big games that you played online? The Conduit two, babe. No, not Conduit Two, sorry. The Conduit one get over it probably something else <laughs> you have any I, mean, um, I, I, I played a little bit of like we uh mario kart Wii and uh smash brothers brawl i mean those are, yeah here i'll just say your answers for you there yeah that's what those are um except the problem with those two games is that Brawl's servers were fucking terrible oh, and yeah. mario kart Wii's online was filled with hackers so it was impossible I... to play so I managed to play a lot of games of Mario Kart Wii without getting into ones with hackers, but I do remember getting into a couple, namely one that was on Ghost Valley 2, and everybody's items were just constantly being generated and used without touching any item boxes, and somehow I got second. I lost to the hacker, but I was the I was the best of the not hackers that race. So, but yeah, no, that I mean Mario Kart Wii. I'm gonna leave the big story of. I have stories I have for when we get to a Mario Kart podcast very soon. 
but it, it it is a big one for me for sure definitely that's like the biggest one i tried to play a couple games online on pokemon battle rev uh that was that was okay i guess i mean it was it was cool but like could already just play online with like i mean it was the only way to play online with random ass people in gen 4 because you had to add people with friend codes on the ds so i mean if you wanted to just play random battles i guess you got to bring stuff into battle revolution and then there was that one time with uh, dragon ball z budokai tenkaichi 3 where i went online to sell and then someone played hercule and then looped me with present for you i i did i did say talk about that in my you fucking got got man <laughs> i got you fool you fell for one of the classic blunders right really present for you is a classic blunder in that it game it really is there are several characters that fall into that loop. Not all characters do, but... But Cell's one of them. I Cell got, is one of them. Yeah, it I is hilarious. Fun. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah we, I think we covered everything. You know, we t- talked about motion control. We talked about the Wii Shop, Wii, chan- uh, Wii Wear. We talked about the channel interface. We talked about just the game. We didn't... We, we didn't no, we, we have didn't not talk talked about, about everything. We have, Shut we your whore mouth. We, we have haven't we talked, not talked about, about the hardware. What? The hardware. Oh yeah, the hardware. It kind of sucked. Yeah. We have not talked about Zack and Wiki, you son of a bitch. True! <laughs> what is there to say about Zack and Wiki? I don't it know. doesn't have a sequel! Why didn't it get it a sequel, didn't get Jack? a sequel. Ichigo it Bradley did. would tell us, but uh, we kicked him. Yeah. Yeah. We, we banned his ass. Uh, anyway... I think the only other thing I wanted to say is fuck how thin the motion sensor bar was. Like the yeah. the wire for it. It was like a millimeter thick. It was the thinnest piece of shit. I went through two motion sensor bars because they got eaten by pets. One of them was by my sister's goddamn hamster. The other one was Momo. Rest in peace. Did you ever use that shitty wireless third-party uh sensor bar that like guzzled batteries like a motherfucker oh see that's the thing i did and it did guzzle batteries like a motherfucker but it was also way better at point censoring yeah, than the, the default than the than the regular sensor bar so it's like it might have guzzled batteries but it didn't it need did a wire job. and yeah i remember like that was like the only time I was ever really mad at Momo about anything because she chewed up my fucking sensor bar wire. And that was like around Christmas time too. So I'm like, all right, last minute Christmas present idea. Give me a wireless sensor bar. And this was like before a lot of people figured out that you can just light candles and use those. True. Because they're just, they're just light sensitive. It's just yep. infrared. It's an infrared yep. sensor. So yeah, that's a... Uh... That's a fun trick for you. If you ever can't find your sensor bar, which might actually just, be a thing if you decide to whip out your Wii, and, uh, <laughs> don't take that out as a <laughs> pause. Just, pause. Just pull out your lighter yeah. and point your Wii remote at it. Yeah, yeah, you'll live forever. There you go. Until your lighter fluid runs out. Um, but yeah, the Wii is, as you can tell, a big part of all three of our lives. We've all had our own experiences with our Wii. Pause. Very, very great system. It did win that generation. Whether people want to admit to it or not, there's a reason that thing sold like hotcakes. There's a reason your grandmother knows about that system. 
the Wii. And that is why the Wii won. But we do have a, a second topic to talk about because stuff happened. Landon? Yeah, so I want to take a moment and just talk about just Arkwright's Fantasia, one of God's <laughs> gifts to uh, RPGs. Go watch that Nintendo LP. Wii. That is an underrated game that still hasn't been released. God damn, re-release, god damn it. You know, I was thinking about this, and it's not a game I would recommend to just anyone. Because it's kind of bad. It's it's but... one of those, like, <laughs> if you're in the mood for a mediocrely produced JRPG that's got solid mechanics. The, the mechanics in it are so fucking cool. Yeah. I, I love the weapons i love the magic system is really good because it's very customizable um it's it's just so unique in like those two aspects and then the the actual like fighting how you have the like basically battle points and you can distribute those between your three party members as much as you want it's cool the story is kind of meh yeah. it's um, like it's like got bad presentation, but like it's it's got solid combat, and like that's. I wouldn't half say of the, the presentation's bad, because the music is fantastic. Okay, that's true. Um, it's just the story, the story is kind of meh. The voice acting is is, it's is funny. Yeah, it's it's really it's, funny. It's funny. <laughs> and um, in what's in it? The graphics are what I would not, expect not, not out of bad. a Wii RPG. Yeah. They're they're yeah. good. They're, they're serviceable. Like things look good, um, so yeah, I wouldn't say the presentation overall is bad. It's just like the voice acting is very campy and uh, yeah. can get very funny. The script is not great. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even think good deliverance would have made fix the script because the script itself yeah. is also just bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's like oh my god. Anyway, um, actually, E3 did you want to? Did you want to? <laughs> Yeah, E3 died, and E3 it was take, it was taken out back and shot by the Game Awards in Summer Game Fest. Landon, did you want to take a break first? Did you want to go get Tillamook? I guess I can, if you want to talk about the our patron. I can patron. do that. Okay. I figured this was a good this was a good spot. So, folks, we're sorry we have to do this, but I mean, Landon went up to get stuff, so this is the best time to do it. We have a Patreon. $3 tier is our lowest tier. That's the Bronze Stooge tier that gets you access to all the polls, help decide what our future content's going to be. We are looking to decrease the price of the higher tiers. Right now there's $6 and $10, but we're going to hopefully get that uh, changed in the near future. But the Silver Stooge tier gets you access to a bunch of exclusive content we do at least monthly, sometimes twice a month depending on how much we can get out and the uh, highest tier the gold stooge tier gives you a shout out every podcast currently we don't have any so there's nobody to shout out but still we want to thank everybody who's tuned into all these so far thank all the patrons that have been helping support this podcast of course because without them uh it'd be pretty hard to afford doing these podcasts on rss every month because rss costs money so hey that's me I'm I'm a paying member of the yes. of society. Unlike Thank you. One freeloader around here. 
And then... Um, You're talking about Cheese Whiz, right? Mm-hmm. I mentioned the okay. Patreon, and then, of course, we have everything else. We've got our Discord server that is in the link, that is linked in all of our profiles. If you are li- if you see us live on Twitch, we've got a link to it there. If you're listening to this on YouTube, it's literally in the description. If you're listening to this through our, uh, through our podcast services that we export th- to through RSS, again, link is in the description to that Discord server. Come in, say hi if you feel like it. And we've got all the rest of our socials down there as well. The rest of it's not really that important, though. So, uh, Did you give an exciting tease as to what's happening with the Patreon soon? Oh, I did mention the uh, the price drop uh, plans that we do have that we do have in place. I I should also mention though, somehow you reminded me of this, but the Pathfinder finale is like we've been doing a Pathfinder campaign. So far, as of the time of this podcast being recorded on uh, live on Twitch, we've got three parts up. But the finale, the fourth part, is going up very soon. So by the time this goes out, it'll be up. If you want to watch us do a wacky Pathfinder beginner box campaign, subscribe at the Silver Stooge tier and you can watch all that. The, the ending to that. It's kind of surprising. It's pretty fucking good. It's it's kind of funny. It was mostly mostly thanks to me. Yes, he was our DM for it. So you want to share with us uh, your telemuck for the day? It's same as last time. It's the peppermint bark. It's just good. No, I can still confirm it is still good. All right. I, I'm so gonna put it down now. Do we want to jump into the second topic? Yeah, so as, lo- as we mentioned earlier, uh, E3 died, and I, whatever, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good for what it was during its time, but it really isn't necessary anymore, and they weren't able to do anything with it to modernize, so. Yeah, instead, Jeff Keighley is running ads. A uh, lot said. of them. Like, he's yeah. just running ads. Um, so, we're going to talk about the Game Awards, except we're not going to talk about the Game Awards part of the Game Awards. We're just going to talk about the games that got announced during the Game Awards. And now, in no fairness, one. only 18% of the Game Awards was actually devoted to celebrating the Game Awards that they gave out, unfortunately. Yeah. But, Here, I mean, you can't lie. There's stuff to talk about. Yeah. Got, and if you're wondering, it's like almost the end of December, guys. Why aren't you talking about your review? The year's not over yet. We do yeah. that in January. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do our like 2020 whatever year in review till like until next the year. year is fucking we, over. We want to we want to have a timeline of the actually whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Not removing a month plus sometimes it feels like my god all right i'm gonna go down through the list of things that uh, got announced uh, at the game awards 2023 we can do a smasher pass with this really quick yep and yeah we can decide brothers a tale of two sons remake got announced pass pass, pass. um we've got pony island 2 panda circus got announced I played the original, actually. That game really? is... Yeah. 
It's a, it's a weird game. Okay. Uh, I'm, I had not heard about this until now, but I'm semi-interested. Okay. I, I was gonna say, say I I watched half most trailer. half smash. I wa I watched most of the game awards, but I jumped in definitely after this because I didn't remember it being announced. Mm -hmm. I, okay. I, I watched most of it, but yeah, no, I pass. The rise of the golden idol got announced. I don't know what that is. Pass. Is that the Indiana Jones game, or is that just a different name? Game Is that a different game with a name that invokes like similar feeling? Um, invokes similar feeling all the description says and the thumbnail for the game is just a mouth it's like a pair of lips and teeth um, it says a follow up to detective adventure the case of the golden idol the rise I'll of the golden idol is a bit of a mystery at the moment uh, the that's fuck? the point now huh. thanks Pass. Polygon um, usual, J uh, usual June got announced um, what is that? Pass. A narrative action game. Uh, Pass. Features a mix of third-person combat and adventure game story choices. Um, let's see. Harmonium, the musical, got announced. Pass. Pass. Windblown pass. Uh, from the Dead Cells dev team got announced. I okay. Yeah. Pass. I, I mean, I like Dead Cells, but I don't know. Um, Thrasher got announced from the Thumper dev team. Pass. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of passes, folks. Uh, Dave the Diver is coming to Dredge as a DLC collaboration. What? Cool. Okay. You made yeah. that up. No. Yes, I did. Thank you. Uh, World of Goo 2 got announced. Smash. Oh, I remember seeing that one. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 pretty interesting. That's oh. the tie-in tonight. Oh, Landon, I um I was going to say this earlier, but I didn't have the time. I was looking to see if World of Goo on the Switch had a physical release. It does, but it was It only does, but it's UK only. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it has the can... fucking Peggy logo on the front. Oh, can't, are you just deal with that? You can't deal with it because of the Peggy logo. Essentially, there is effectively no physical release for the video. <laughs> because Unfortunate. it has the Peggy logo on it, making it atrocious looking. I I cannot handle that. There's only so much <laughs> in this world I can handle. The Peggy, the Peggy, sons of bitches, I can't handle it. <laughs> Uh, metaphor refantasy uh, SMT. You definitely Smash. made that. No, that that's the that's the Persona <laughs> game that's not Persona. And that yeah. looks, it looks fucking good. Hey, it got a new trailer. Uh, we got to see some more of that. It looks pretty good. Um, apparently, they turned Matthew McConaughey into a video game uh, in Exodus. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. No, I don't care. It's Pass. from ex-Bioware devs, so let's go ahead and just skip that. Yep. Uh, God of War Ragnarok got free free DLC in the form of Valhalla. That's cool. Um, right. I wouldn't even say that. I think so. <laughs> the Untitled Goose Game team revealed its next game, Big Walk. I didn't Big see Walk. that. Big Walk. I did not see that. I don't either. know what it I don't know what that's about, but it's from the Untitled Goose Game people, so I mean, I'm interested. 
You piqued my yeah. interest. I'll send you guys a link right now. And if you guys want to watch it, let's do a, a watching and then we'll skip <laughs> a live the audio watch. forward. It's a pretty interesting game. I'm kind of... Like, I don't play a lot of them, but, like, the concept of just kind of, like, a walking simulator, if they, like, do, if it if it's done right and it has, like, a kooky or interesting environment or, like, atmosphere to it, like, it can be really neat. So, it's pretty cool. The fact that there's, like, a multiplayer is pretty cool. Okay. God, I, I hope it has, uh, oh, it does have online. I mean, guys, I we have to stream. So. Guys, we have to stream this one day. All right. Sure. Well, we we know that. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown got a new trailer. Gonna pass that. That game's coming out very soon. Oh mm. wow, really? I keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah, pass. it's January 11th. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's no, no, no. A demo's coming out January 11th. Okay. January 18th is when the game comes out. That's still that's still, still soon. Yeah. Still though, January release date is like a death sentence. Like they are not confident in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Ubisoft. So what do you I mean, yeah, it depends on the game, really. Like a couple Dragon Ball games have come out like in that time frame, and they've done relatively well. Didn't uh, might not be like it might not be specifically out. January, but yeah, Kakarot and I think Fighters as well. I think both I of those don't. Two. I don't remember, remember so coming like, out then. I, I remember Kakarot coming out. Uh, yeah. In in January though, at least. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ninja Theory showed off a new uh, Hellblade Sinuous Saga trailer. Uh, Hellblade Two. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. If you guys ever played Hellblade One? I have not. So I have not. Uh, no, I was right. Uh, Fighters was January twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. Oh my god. That was almost six years ago. Jesus. Yep. Um, Kemery uh, got it uh, revealed. Spell that? Kemori. Yeah, it's K-E-M-U-R-I. I can't remember which one that one was. Kemuri. I think I think I remember watching it and was like... Um, yeah, I, th- I remember watching the trailer for this and I was just like... Okay. Moon Studios uh, showed off No Rest for the Wicked. Um, I will say this about this. I've played both of the Ori games. They're good. I am interested to see how the transition to a hack-and-slash style when their previous games were 2D Metroidvanias will go. Uh, Probably the second biggest, or for some people, the biggest announcement. Um, Sega announced that they're doing a bunch of their old school series are getting new games including Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi. Jack, your thoughts? Um, yes. Many thoughts. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that was that was the big one for me. Honestly, yeah. like out of everything that was announced at the Game Awards, like the fact that they just kind of shotgunned out and they were just like, yeah, you know what? That money that we've been piling up thanks to the Sonic movie royalties and the success of Sonic Frontiers, this is where it's all going. And like they just showed off so much and I'm excited for a lot of it. It's just so good to see Sega acknowledge that it has these 
IPs that a lot of people really did miss, and we're, f we're finally getting new games for them. My favorite announcement was the uh, first real trailer for Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, it was like, a, I feel like the other big thing. It's, so yeah, that was the, heretofore it was known, well, whatever the opposite of that means. Um, that was Budokai Tenkaichi 4. That is what it's called now, Sparking Zero. It's still the same series, they are just using a Japanese name instead because that's what it's called uh i've heard good things about the roster size apparently it's it is supposed to be pretty fucking huge good. but i've also Should heard be. that the story mode for it starts at raditz again so you know they could just back that up very slightly let us yeah. just fight piccolo jr i mean for all we know the people that know about where it's starting only know like the beginning of the game and there might still be dragon ball arcs you can unlock later in the game you know that's that's still possible my hopes aren't high but, they'd but be... let's just let's just push the needle back just, 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 just ever so slightly one Dude, whole arc you know, and it just, gives just... you so much more context yeah so much more context even if it's just the one arc it really, it really is something that I think more Dragon Ball games need to do, is if they're going to start with Adult Goku, they should at least go back to that, because there is there is stuff that leads into the Raditz arc, from thanks to the 23rd Martial Arts Tournament, and if you don't have that context, you're like, what's this green guy doing here? Why does he hate Goku? Like, the the best starting point, I mean, that's not just start at the beginning of Dragon Ball, is what uh, the Kakarot DLC for the uh, World 23rd Martial Arts Tournament did, which is Goku versus Demon King Piccolo yeah. during their last fight. Start there, and then, like, you have a good enough context. I mean, you don't you don't know who the fuck Demon King Piccolo is, uh, really, but you have enough context to go into the whole Piccolo the rest Jr. of arc, the series, and then further. Like that's. Yeah, because I mean, everything leading up to, point. yeah, everything leading up to, you know, Piccolo, uh, Demon King Piccolo can feel a little episodic enough that you could do without it. But like the fact that they leave out that importance pre Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball stuff is kind of, yeah. but we're, we're, we're talking a lot about speculative stuff. They only kind of just showed off some, you know, they showed of, off an environment and yeah. Goku and Vegeta fighting so. and, and Vegeta swatted away a Kamehameha blast. So that was pretty cool. And it looks like Beam Clash is gonna come Make back. Make a return. Which is huge. Um, the the casting of Frank Stone is a thing, which is a spinoff of Dead by Daylight. Pass. Pass. Um, Do not care. New Mana game is coming out, Visions of Mana. Oh yeah, that was... And, I mean, I've never played the Mana series, so I can't, like, pretend to be hyped about something I've never invested in, but, I mean... Good I, for fans, but pass, personally. I'm not... I'm, I'm sure we'll fans are probably uneasy after the remake of Secret of Mana, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Ronin got a release date. Uh, I'm gonna say... It, that was March 22nd, 2014. 2014. 2024. Jeez. Um, the game looks okay, but I'm gonna probably yeah. not play it for at least three, maybe five years. So who knows? 
Um, Kojima Productions teased its Xbox horror project. I'm going to skip past that. Yeah, um, I mean, assumes passes all around on that. I mean, I'll, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm interested in it, but I do want to point out that, yes, we know Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima are good friends, but for fuck's sake, Kojima and Jordan Peele were up on that stage about as long as all of the Game Awards acceptance speeches were put together. Just to talk about this thing that we saw like 30 seconds of like footage from of people just speaking the same like school learning thing like five times. Like the pass. Kojima effect. Yeah, here we are. Uh, there's a new Jurassic Park adventure game called Jurassic Park Survival. Pass. Yes. Um, let's see. Black Myth Wukong got a new trailer. That looked cool. pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I got to say about it. It looked pretty cool. Suicide it was cool Squad. to ha- it, was, it was cool to have another work that was coming out that like is based on the journey to the west cuz like there's I mean, you have Dragon Ball and then yeah. there's like just some some stuff that invokes just, just it, something but, else. yeah. But this is a a new like more direct yeah. Uh, inspiration. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Suicide Squad got a new trailer. I'm gonna skip that. Uh, Warframe update. Skip. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins got a. Uh, oh, someone from Assassin's Creed Origins founded their own game studio. Oh, okay, that's good. I was like, what? Um, and they announced a game called Zao. Zao. Uh, yeah. Don't Nod announced uh, a new game, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Uh, everyone loves Don't Nod. Yeah. Didn't they make uh, Thomas Was Alone? They made uh, Life is Strange. Li- oh, yeah. Pff, yeah duh. I'm getting my fucking... Close. Very close, but... My bad. Who uh, made... the fuck am I thinking of? There's a new, uh, new action game called The First Berserker. Uh, that got announced. Um, the theme song for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got revealed. Yeah, there was like a there was an accompanying trailer that they played the over, that they played in the background behind the orchestra playing the the theme. So there's like a lot of stuff that people are dissecting there. I mean, they were just kind of showing a bunch of little snippets. It was kind of you know just one of those typical like thirty second trailers you see in a movie that shows off. You know, everything and nothing at the same time. Like, it just goes so fast. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i obviously interested in it, but, like, I didn't really see anything that wasn't already going to convince me one way or the other. More important than that is Apex and Final Fantasy are getting a crossover. That is not more important, and that is vomit-inducing. That is vomit-inducing. I never want to speak of this again. Well, guess what? I will probably forget that that's a thing after... No, I'm joking. My my girlfriend loves Apex Legends, and she mentioned the collab thing. I don't know if she's unlocked anything or whatever in that, though. Honkai Star Rail got more shit. Cool. Uh, Skull and Bones yes. got a release date. I, I was going to say, didn't they... Cool. They, annou- they announced... Uh, wasn't that part with Hark- Honkai Star Rail? Like, they also like showed off that they're doing like another game. There was like a, I can't remember the name of it, but like, there was like, 
It's like in the it's the same people, and they're making like another game that's coming out. It might be later in the announcements if Polygon covered. Um. Yeah. So Skull and Bones got a release date. Uh, there's going to be a Blade, Marvel's Blade game. Um, that is uh, made by the same team as Deathloop. Um, Twisted Metal, the TV show, got a season two announced. I didn't know people watched the first season, so here we are. Lightspeed LA got announced, or light, sorry, Lightspeed LA announced Last Sentinel. I didn't watch the trailer for that, don't care. Um... The first Descendant got uh, its release window announced. I don't even know what that is. Hanyoverse uh, showed a Zenless. Yeah, that trailer. that's that's okay. the game I was thinking of. That's yeah, they're making another game so a year a year after Honkai Star Rail. Did they? Did they also make Genshin Impact? Yes, same okay. people. Yeah. Yeah. Genshin, they've made other games, but like Genshin Impact was like the thing that put them on the map. And then they came out with Honkai Star Rail, and then literally that just came out this year, and they're already coming out with another game. Okay, have fun, I guess. We'll see. Uh, it looks, I mean, it looks fine, but like it literally just looks like all their other games. So, like, I don't yeah, know, man. It's, it'll be what it is. Uh, a game called Den of Wolves got announced. Um,. Exoborn Master of the Apocalypse got announced. I think I remember. That's Hold. behind the Vampire the Masquerade team. Um, there's a Fallout TV show. Oh. Okay. Hello Games, uh, famous for uh, Joe Danger. And I guess No, uh, no Man's Land, Sky, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> announced uh, Light No Fire. So we'll see and how that turns out. That, that logo looks suspiciously like the one from No Man's Sky. It's more like... The, the game is basically like... Caveman Planet. I don't know. I'm trying to like think of like the antithesis of No Man's Sky. But like same exact flavor. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Stormgate got a new trailer. I don't know what that is. Uh, they revealed a new Guilty Gear Strive character. Uh, Jack, your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to start talking about this. Hell yeah. This is a smash. Big fuck. I just bumped the shit out of my mic. Uh, <laughs> yay. Um, hell yeah. I've been waiting a very long time for them to put Elfelt in the game, and I'm happy. Smash for the inclusion, and smash Elfelt. <laughs> <laughs> Double smash. That's a double, double smash. smash. Right there, folks. That's a rare uh, one for the Game Awards. Yeah. That might be the only double smash. Uh, Final listen. Fantasy 16 DLC. Uh, I was going to say, listen. Sephiroth's inclusion in Smash was also a double smash for me. What? <laughs> you heard me. Did he, like, stick his sword up your butthole or something? <laughs> Am I Galeem? Come all the way out. It like came all the way out his mouth. Am I? The, am I the final boss of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Yes. So. Yes. Okay. Final Fantasy 16 DLC got announced. Okay. And released. I haven't played. Yeah, they like shadow dropped it. That was kind of interesting. I have. I still haven't played past what I did in the demo of 16. I thought it was. 
pretty good, but I just haven't had the money to be like, I'm going to buy $70 Final Fantasy. I'll wait till it's on sale. Uh, the finals uh, from X Dice Devs. Oh, is it, that's the one that's like, God, I can't remember. I just remember there was like, yeah, it like takes place in like some sort of like death match. That's like, yeah, it's it's it, it looked in like interest. It looked more interesting than like ninety percent of the stuff they showed off. But that's not saying a lot. New Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter that, Wilds. So while I don't think any of us are particularly big on Monster Hunter, that was probably like for the majority of people like the bit. Oops, I just bought my mic. Uh, like the big number one announcement, which was why it was the last one that they showed off. Basically, it's. I mean, if you were a big fan of Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Worlds, look, looks like you're, you're in luck because they're coming out with a new one game. Yeah, it's like the, it's like a third rate announcement at best. Thanks so. though. <laughs> um, and last. I'm just thing being on this, objective. I am being practical. Uh, is Boulder Gates 3 is now out on Xbox. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3, but if I did, I wasn't going to play it on Xbox, so. Yeah. Maybe I'll wait for a Switch release, aka I'm never playing Baldur's Gate 3. Thanks, though. Thanks for trying. I don't know. That's probably not true. I'm not uninterested in the game. I just have so many other... 200 hour rpgs 2023 was really a packed year and in the bad sense that like we didn't even have enough time to get all to all the stuff we wanted to this year so far we'll be talking about that in another podcast yeah so any thoughts any final thoughts about the game awards uh aka winter e3 no real thoughts about it it. actually it came and went mid and i did not care yeah. I what? I mean, the fact that I can count the things that I have remotely any interest in on one hand says enough. On like, two fingers. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if I could be generous, I could say that, like, I mean, just because the thing is, is they also showed off stuff that we already knew about. They were just showing more stuff of it off, like. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, like, this is not the first time we've seen this game. This is, like, the fifth time we've seen this game. We get it. It comes out next year. Everybody that's into Final Fantasy wants the game. Like, It comes out okay. in, what, like, two months? Three um, months? I want to say it comes out... February? I think it's March. So, like, it's pretty soon. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not driving up much more hype than there already is for, you know, who's getting it. But So, like, the, the two big ones are definitely Dragon Ball sparking zero actually getting revealed not just like hey guys we're making a new dragon ball game and then just that that's sega ip revival man yeah that one's i never i never thought i'd see i'd see the day where i would be like sega stole the show but i mean with with almost nothing else of value to to show sega kind of stole the show for me yeah i mean there was what we said the the one game uh, the walking simulator was it called big game i don't know big walk big walk big walk that's the game i will forget big walk that. big walk is looks interesting enough for me to play it with jack on stream hell yeah that's all that matters and then jack has his waifu that he can double smash later 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's let's walk to the uh, world of outside gaming, or outside the podcast, rather, because we'll probably talk about gaming-related stuff anyway. Uh, what else is new with everyone? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, not a not a ton, really. I uh, haven't been doing much. Uh, my girlfriend has been sick. Uh, I went to last few local shows that I was planning on going to for the year. Uh, I drove out to Mishawaka last weekend, uh, for a show. Um. I was out there once. Yeah, you were out there a couple times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, otherwise not really, not, not really a lot going on with me. I, uh, I got a, the, probably the most interesting thing that's happened to me in the past couple weeks was that I, I got a complete inboxed copy of Kirby Superstar Ultra, and I've been playing that lately. Great fucking game. He does play video games. <laughs> Shush. Okay. But that's all I have to say. Um, so for me, I actually have quite a few new things. Um, first, I mentioned this earlier in the uh, podcast, but I have been doing a lot of video work for not just this channel, but I have another one of my own. But the uh, Pathfinder campaign is finally going to be finished up on our Patreon, so I'm excited about that. Took quite a while to edit the parts together. I was slacking on the last part because the last part took a lot less time than I thought. It was really just part three that took a really long time to put together because it was so long that, like, it was crashing my software. So I'm happy that that's done. Um, but, I mean, I also started my solo, a separate solo channel um, that's got the first video out on, like, first real video out on it that I was working really hard on. And it's doing pretty well. It's already got, like, a couple hundred views. So quite a few people like it. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, we did. I don't know when we're eventually going to get it up, but uh, we did a Mario Kart marathon because the Wave Six DLC had dropped a month ago, and we just have been trying to get together a chance to play through all 96 courses. We did that. We will have a video for that out on YouTube at some point. Jack is doing the editing for that. Jack, did you get the stuff the other night? Did I get what stuff the other night? The files. No. He's he's still he's he's got a ways to go, but he's he he's gonna get there, right? Yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um. But we have Never. a we have a few other Mario Kart uh things for our channel plan before we basically like. Never talk about Mario Kart again for at least like a year. I don't know. Maybe it depends on when Nintendo decides they want to get announce the next Mario Kart game. But I mean, we've got a tier list we're gonna do for all the tracks on patreon that's gonna go uh that's gonna happen pretty soon so if you are interested in finding out our thoughts on the mario kart tracks get 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 subscribed to the silver stooge tier it's it's coming and then uh, we have a podcast that we'll be doing for mario kart very shortly the series as a whole so i've been revisiting the series I've been replaying a bunch of the older games um, 
I attempted to set up an emulator to play Mario Kart Arcade GP. That did not go well, so I don't think I will be playing the Mario Kart Arcade games. I have played, like, one of them at an arcade once. I will probably have to try to go off whatever vague memory I have of that. But, yeah, I'm replaying a lot of the older ones. Seven. Jack and I played one once. Super Circuit. I'm excited. The arcade ones. I'm I'm excited yeah, to hear you guys' thoughts then. But yeah, that's that's what's new with me. Lennon. I'm at Doku Adventure right now. Right now? He's right at now. Doku Adventure. No right way. Now. The grind's real. Um. So, I think the end of last podcast, I mentioned some of the stuff that was going to happen. Uh, that I was going to be doing. Uh, and I think all of that happened. My uh, band that I'm in, we had our holiday concert. I went and saw Jeff Rosenstock. Those were all fun. Jeff uh, came up to the upstairs to play his saxophone. Um, and so we have I have a picture of the back of him. Um, nice. Specifically, Kari took a picture of the back of him. And that was fun. Uh, he came like right in front of us. It was cool. Um... And then uh, I went and saw Godzilla minus one, uh, and I then I went and saw Godzilla that. minus one again. It's really good. It's easily probably one of the best films I've seen this year. I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of movies this year, so. I mean, to be fair, IMDb average rating. It's the best film all year. So there's a lot of people that think that is that that agree with you. Yeah, um, it's definitely one of my top. Uh, it's definitely one of my top uh, Godzilla movies of all time. I, I have so, to watch it if I'm it hearing is, that it's like that good. Like even like both both watches, I was like, "Damn, this is so good." There's like my only. I'm not gonna go into spoilers at all. There is a one sequence where the CG is a little bad, but that's it. Like. 95% of the time the like anything with Godzilla on on screen is top notch um like the story is fantastic um it plays to a like really human like emotion story that uh makes you care about the characters it's really good uh if you can see it watch it um if you have to wait until it comes out to streaming media or the physical release then do that but it is definitely worth uh experiencing at least once it's it's good duly noted yeah it's a very grounded story too um how how familiar are you with the like the plot synops of this movie specifically yeah not at all so it's takes place uh between the very end of world war ii so when all the bombing raids were happening in Tokyo, and then, you know, the nukes. Um, and then it goes, uh, I think, as far as uh, 1947. So it's like pretty pretty much post-World War II recovery Japan uh, okay. for when it's taking place. So I, I think it's like the earliest uh, a Godzilla movie has like canonically taken place. That is uh, interesting. Yeah. So I mean, that would make is, sense. It's called... Godzilla minus one. The minus one actually uh, is for um, 
the way they they describe it is the the like set like like Japan was reset to zero after War Two, and so the minus one oh. comes into effect. Godzilla is causing bringing, the minus one. Yeah, is like bringing like them the down below or, zero. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's bringing them back down. So that's like that's what that means. But I also took it as uh, this movie technically came out at the 69th year of Godzilla because uh, uh, the 70th year of Godzilla is would be next year. Uh, 19, 1954 was the first year for Godzilla, so the 70-year right. anniversary is next year. So I also took it as that. <laughs> They're celebrating 70 minus one. Yeah. They just don't won't say 69 out loud. Out, out. Because it's yeah. nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, it's it's a solid movie. Very, very well done. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. That's... I've been playing... I got back into um, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Um, I decided I spent $200 on that game. I should play it. Also... Uh, we have Ace Attorney Apollo Justice Trilogy coming out soon, and it's still... That is the only Ace Attorney that I have not, like, fully played through. Minus the investigation games, but I watched Jack play those. So, go watch the great Ace Attorney VODs. Gotta have that in every podcast at least once. Here we are. Uh, gotta we plug didn't forget. Something. Oh, no, we gotta plug specifically the great Ace Attorney VODs. Yeah. Jack, hey... Did you ever beat uh, Leighton versus Wright? Oh no, I barely started it. Damn, so I'm probably further than you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm in like chapter three right now. Basically, Leighton and Phoenix have like actually teamed up at this point. Gotcha. Um, I will say this, it's not much of a spoiler because it's literally chapter two of the game. Uh, it is kind of funny... To see Professor Layton behind the attorney stand mm -hmm. and like shouting objection <laughs> and using like Professor Layton's voice clips for that. It was like really funny because he doesn't feel like he fits in like Ace Attorney. I I need to see this. Yeah, it's like I it's it's I do own I do still own the game. Please I I need to get back to it. Play it at some point. It's it's I will. Yeah. It's fucking funny. Um I mean the game's great because it's a mixture of two fantastic styles of game. Uh but yeah. It's it's pretty funny to watch Professor Layton like they do like a dual point. Like both of them will go back to back and point at uh out at one of the witnesses. It's it's kind of funny for the courtroom shenanigans. Um, and then what else have I been playing? Oh, oh, Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince. Fantastic. I love that game. I'm super enjoying my time with that. Would um, you say it's becoming a true classic? A true, true, true classic. Hope I play it some more. Um, has there been anything else I've been playing? I think that's, I think it's just been those two. Yeah, I, I'll leave it off there. Um, yeah, that's it. We've we talked quite a bit. Moral of the story... The Wii one, go watch Godzilla Minus One. And go watch the Great Ace Attorney VODs. And get over it. Attorney VODs. Okay. Alright, we'll see you next time. Bye. This is this is where we leave. So roll the outro. Bye bye.
Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming and twitch.tv slash gaming for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gaming See you next time.